0: Odd More Get Better is usually recorded in front of a live studio audience. Not today. There is nobody here in the banger bunker, just Will and I. Uh it's summer here in Minnesota. We're taking advantage of the outdoors. Uh, Andy Fox is on his day off. CJ, up and coming Minnesota player, just left a little bit ago. We're rolling solo, Will.
1: Yeah. Welcome. It's, it's uh it's been a while. I don't think we broadcast since uh, Saturday qualifying before qualifying at Worlds back yeah. on June 22nd. I feel like
0: I haven't really played since then. actually. <laughs>
1: not, not much. I know you've had some vacations. I got some vacations and then one coming up this weekend. So we're doing a little midweeker here. Uh, it is Wednesday, July 10th, 2019. Yeah. So we're going to touch on Worlds a little bit. There's been a lot posted, whether it's the Golden Tee site, whether it's people on Facebook and so forth. So I think it's been pretty well documented exactly what occurred. I'm gonna take a oh. quick blue mountain break here. Yep.
0: Oops. Tony? My mountains have already been cracked. Uh, I got the red mountains here, the Surly Furious IPA, classic Minnesota beer. Cheers, Will. Cheers.
1: Mmm. Delicious. They're blue. Uh mine's so red. So at Worlds, we uh our Saturday morning podcast, we talked about the CTTP event uh yep. for the last chance, the last two spots available. Those were given out uh awesome pretty. Event. Pretty cool with that. And then uh, for the folks who are already qualified, we had the four-club event. Very unique, very interesting. I thought that was a uh, absolutely really cool thing to do.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about it. I, I'm, who, who knows what percentage of the listeners listen to every podcast, and maybe some people missed that one because they were at Worlds. But, you know, I think our opinion was that it was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And talking with other people the next day and the, and the days after, they also thought it was a ton of fun. Uh, I, I brought up, like, it would be really cool to do that at every live event. Like, yeah. If PEGT, instead of maybe on a, on the, the Friday night, they could have two different tournaments. I'm putting uh, extra work on Steve's plate here. Well, I'm half, sure the, he half their machine
1: that. to one event, half yeah. their to another. Well, so they could but.
0: do the handicap event, which then rolls qualifiers into the main event. And then uh, for the people that don't want to participate in that, they can do the fork club or, or whatever. something Something exotic. Yeah, because you know? I, I thought
1: they, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, they uh, they definitely teased this is something you've never seen before, and to have it actually operational in a game because you can be at the bar or the banger bunker, or the Powercade, playing games with your buddies, and say, okay, we're just going to do four clubs, but you still have that bag. But it was pretty cool to see it go from driver to five iron down to what the hell was it nine iron, and then putter. That was uh, that was pretty damn unique. I thought that was really cool to see where you see your club go from way over the green to way short of the green, and you're like. I'm in trouble.
0: Yeah, no, I mean we're lay, <laughs> laying up on par threes and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean it was a it was a lot of fun and, and yeah. The, the, uh, I think you know maybe not every PEGT event, but because you know it might get I don't know, stale. is probably the wrong word, but uh, but certainly more often than once a year, it would be fun to do that.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping they uh, roll something like that into our uh, current weekly events. Uh, we're back on an event which we'll get to here in a little bit, but. I I hope going forward they start tweaking things like that in terms of the clubs or the tees or the balls. Uh, Just really cool. Qualifying, that's uh, kind of where we left off last podcast, this Saturday morning. We can briefly touch on that. Uh, Everything's already signed, sealed, and delivered. We do have Mark Stenmark as our world champion. Breaking news. We're announcing it here on the podcast. Yeah, wow. (laughs) So a qualifying event, last year's world champion, Meow Chopper, uh, reigning world champion came in and there was an issue with one of the spin buttons it sounded like during his qualifying round and yep. in essence it was basically a five stroke swing which made him go from probably being about a middle of the pack qualifier to unfortunately not making the cut.
0: Yeah and I think uh, he would definitely <coughs>
1: tell you that he didn't play
0: well other than that uh, you know there's a you know, a really high quality players could handle a, a five stroke penalty and, and still usually make the main bracket without too much problem uh, but he didn't, you know, he played probably just average other than that. And uh, so that ended up costing him, which is too bad. Uh, you know, he's not the only big name player. Uh, we had another top four player from uh, last year. So Meow won the world championships. Seth Stanifer was in the top four. He missed the cut this year. Uh, Al Jazz missed the cut. Uh, Jeff McClellan missed the cut. And Burnsy. So I think those are our top five biggest names that missed the cut this year. So, um,. Well, we've been giving uh, Fox a ton of crap on this podcast uh, for the last 11 and a half months. I, I think yes. it's time to flip it over to Al Jazz, uh and he's not going to be happy with us for the next 11 and a half months. No,
1: so if you got if you got Al Jazz's number, make sure to send him a message telling him that you're supporting him in his quest to make it to the gold bracket next year. Uh, a kind of a surprise player who did make the gold bracket, not necessarily a surprise, but he had posted on Facebook, he's been playing a long time, Josh Mertzik. He was yeah. a bubble boy, I believe, and he was absolutely stoked to be in that gold bracket. I, I'm really happy for Josh. You usually get to see him maybe once a year, once every two years, whether it's the yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Tournament. Tournament but uh, super cool to see him out there and make the cut for that, so kudos to Josh. Uh, otherwise, we, we kind of talked about it. Uh, first place went to Mark Stenmark uh, in a great championship match against King of the Hill Jared Decker. He got double-dipped, and there was sudden-death opportunities. Uh, Jared Decker, that was a, that was a hell of a run, man. That was really fun. I think the consensus was that the crowd prou- the crowd was probably on Jared Decker's uh, Jared Decker's side. Yeah, and, I think that's fair. And, and, and I think it was just more of the common man aspect. You know, here, here's Mark Stenmark, king of so many you know tournaments. You know, he's talked about as being one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. Uh, can get on absolute heaters and. His past performance just speaks to, to what he's done. And to see a guy like Jared Decker where a lot of people may say, who is that guy? Well, he's a homeowner. He plays a lot at home. He's been getting out playing more live play contests. So you've probably seen him on the live play leaderboard. But he's he's never made a run like that, much less at the World Championship. And I think he's one that, uh, I can't remember what podcast it was, but I, I talked
0: about him as, mm-hmm. a, as a, well, you know, it might not be this year, but coming up in the next couple of years, we talked yeah. about some up-and-comers. Uh, well, he beat me. Uh, he beat me by a year or two. Uh, he uh, he obviously is uh, no longer an up-and-comer. He, can't get, uh, he got second place, so that's uh, very impressive. Third place was Clint Grover, another some uh, person that I, I think some people would call an up-and-comer a little bit. I, I wouldn't necessarily call him that. He's been kind of on a slow rise for the last few years and, and had some yeah. nice top four finishes. Uh, so I know he was mentioned by uh, at least a couple people on the podcast. And then Kins, uh, uh, welcome back. Greg Kinsler. Yeah. To uh to top four at Worlds. Uh it wasn't another world championship, sorry, Greg, but uh top four. I'm sure you're very happy with that. Um obviously you wanted to win, but uh top four is great showing for Greg.
1: Yeah, I mean for for a guy that, you know, posts on Facebook he only plays five to ten games a month uh, That that was a hell of a showing well he, he does... must have been exhausted by the end of that tournament then because he probably <laughs> played like 20 that weekend yeah no <laughs> we, we we like to give everyone crap on the podcast and I think everyone knows that uh I, I think we're such a tight-knit community that we can all laugh it off for the most part at 99 of the jokes or the bs that we have but uh no huge showing by kins that was really cool to see him in the zone he was getting pretty animated on stage had the headphones in said he was listening to his kids like top three songs or whatever just over and over and over while he was playing so that was really cool to have him thinking about his family you know he was getting a lot of games on the stream so former world champion makes a deep run uh very very cool and then let's not forget about uh ben ferland uh silver winner i hope i'm saying his name wrong name correct excuse me uh, but o- overall i think worlds was a huge success i think it grew on last year yep we talked about 115 120 125 people yeah, going into the cttp know, exactly. contest they had wives girlfriends boyfriends uh moms grandmothers there uh binoculars uh crowd size was definitely bigger and during the qualifying rounds they had that play with a pro and i happened to shoot a two better i was thrilled about that uh Course champion Will Sansa. Yeah, yeah, shocking. Pembroke, uh, right? Yeah, first champion edition next to my name. But yeah, so the play with the pro thing I thought was really cool where they drew tickets and they had folks come all to the crowd. And if they got a shot within 10 feet of the hole, they got 100 bucks and then the pro got 100 bucks. And I think the crowd went five for five. Five for five, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, Sean Gervais led the first one with a uh, sand wedge. Oh, it's just a sand wedge. Throw it up there. And
0: well, it progressively got harder and harder. The first setup was just pure cake yeah and that was probably i don't remember exactly but i remember th- as the person was walking up there thinking uh, this person maybe doesn't have a lot of experience mm-hmm. uh but it was it was a pretty easy setup so it ended up being not that hard of a shot but then there was a couple pretty tough setups that that uh the joes in the pros versus or pros and joes uh or pros and amateurs uh there was some there were some pretty good amateurs that uh, dropped some pretty good shots i know your amateur was really good yeah uh, uh, he just basically told rock. them uh, i got this
1: yeah, 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 he, he kind of looked at me. I'm like, hey, have you played this before? And it was a three iron into a tucked pin on an hourglass, yeah. and it was right in between Stock the hourglass. Stock equipment. Yeah. And I'm was like a, hey, Pembroke 3, right? Yeah, yeah three or and, four, and, and, and I said, hey, man, you played this game before? And he, he kind of looked at me. I think guy gave me a quick elbow, and I saw it on the stream, and he's like, nope, got it. He just <laughs> hits it, and first shot inside 10 feet. I was 100 like, 100 bucks for both of you. Yeah, 100 bucks. I'm like, I'm going to stand out of his way, let him get yeah, the crack. Try the get yeah, try to get a hole-in-one. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. I think overall the event, uh, there was signage throughout the casino. There were signs. They were doing a silent auction with I think half of it going to charity for the Golden Team marquees. Uh, I know CJ, a local player here, he he was there in attendance. He wasn't a uh, participant. He participated in the CTTP. Uh, I think he made it to the final six or final eight. But he got a he got signed marquee from Stenmark. It was really cool. Uh, after winning the world championship, you know Stenmark is having to do pictures, getting his face scanned into the game for the second time. Um, <laughs> Did he have, <laughs> so, like, facial
0: hair the first time and he's clean-shaven this time? Or is there going to be, I'm, like, Stenmark 1 and Stenmark 2? I, I'm, I'm not sure how
1: that's going uh, to be.
0: He Well, I mean, if, if Andy Haas would have won, I mean, the Andy Haas from 2008 is vastly different from the Andy Haas of 2019. I would agree. If I was him, I would demand a new scanning.
1: Oh, yeah. Annually. Yeah. annually yeah. As, as long as things are looking on the up and up but I just want to give a shout out to Stenmark uh, CJ bid uh, a three-figure number on uh, the marquee number one and it said at the top of the sheet you know some of these marquees will be signed by top players and so Mark Stenmark going through the photos saying hi to his mom his grandma in the crowd getting his face scan you know confetti coming down from the damn air cannons and everything and You know, Mark Stenmark was cool enough. We tracked him down. He signed Chris's marquee, and Chris was absolutely thrilled. Uh, Just a really cool event, and I think it's going to keep growing. I think they're going to pull out a couple more bells and whistles. It was uh, just just really impressed with how it was all run. The video production team there was absolutely fantastic. Just in looking at the stream, I think they could have upped their game a little bit if there was someone in the control room saying, hey, this hole is on hole 18, It's tied, and they flip over to a match that's on hole 13 where someone's down by three. Yeah, it seemed seemed like it was almost on a timer.
0: Like, that was the only critique that I would have. I mean, it was obviously an incredible job by the production team. Yeah. The only critique I would have is it seemed like it was cycling through the machines kind of on a timer. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, like you said, hole 18... Tied tied match mm-hmm. or one stroke down, it's like you want to stay on that machine. You don't need to flip over to some other machine yeah. that's not nearly in as uh, tight of a place. Extra holes. If there, if there's a machine on extra holes in an elimination yeah. match, yeah, you don't want to leave that machine.
1: Yeah. Preferential treatment right there. Yeah, I, I, I thought the whole thing was really good, and I think they're just going to continue to grow this in terms of what they're looking to do. So. This was the first of the two year contract. I haven't talked to Don, Adam, or Kevin. If it's been extended, we know it's definitely gonna be at the Orleans again next year. I, yep. I would assume probably the same time frame. And I sure. think it's going to be bigger and better. And at that point, I don't know if they'll stick with the Orleans or try to move to a different venue. But I absolutely love the Orleans. Big enough where you can go to the tables and uh, lose a couple hundred dollars, or uh, you know, yeah. ha- have a fun night at the tables. But also close enough where your room is right there. You can run around. They got food options. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it leading up
0: to the to the tournament. You know, we, last year we we stayed at the Orleans, almost kind of by accident, a little bit, mm-hmm. um, kind of a last minute change of plans where mm-hmm. we. Uh, had to make a had to scramble to find a different place to stay, but it ended up working out great, and we loved yeah. staying at the Orleans. And we we said that a lot on the podcast. Some of the Minnesota guys here heard us say that. And I know some of some of our listeners <laughs> took that to heart and stayed at the Orleans. And I got a, a lot of people coming up to me over the weekend saying, "Man, I am glad I stayed at the Orleans because yeah. this is awesome." Yeah, and, like and the experience of staying there and just like Fox was like, he had a he had a, a late night one of the nights, and he's like, "Man, if I would have had to go back to the Bellagio, it would have been." waiting for my uber for 20 minutes a 20 minute ride going through the bellagio i mean it would have been an extra two hours total on the front and the back end that that you know it's just it's so easy to walk up to a room and or walk down to the pool or whatever it was great
1: yeah when you wake up in the morning the only thing you want to worry about is hitting the shower maybe grabbing some food grabbing a beer placing one last minute little bet and walking downstairs and going to play not worrying about an uber worrying about traffic the whole the whole deal with that and we hope you followed the Podmore Get Better Podcast Advice and got your players card. I know my oh, players yeah. card was run ragged. Oh, little, yeah, it'll uh it'll be interesting to, how,
0: interesting to see how interesting our comps next yeah, year because yeah. uh well our comps were great this year. I got yep. three of the four nights covered. Uh sounds like you got a, a pretty similar comp. Uh I think that's, you know, relatively standard for mm-hmm. someone that's uh betting an average decent amount. But uh but yeah, it was great. Uh and I'm sure they're happy to have us back next year and I'm sure it looked like the Golden Sea players were uh, making the Orleans very profitable over yes. the weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so also there, side note from World's Event, but it was the unveiling of the 2020 t- courses, Tony. Yes. Uh,
0: and there was a 2020 machine in the lobby. Yes. Which uh, I intended to play one of each of the five courses, but uh, didn't end up doing that. How many games did you get in on the new courses? I got one. I got zero. But if you're interested in what the new courses look like, uh, first of all, we'll go through them. We got Jamaica Bay, uh, set in uh, Jamaica. Is, is there a casino there? <laughs> <It> probably is. <laughs> uh, Lake Powell, Oakwood Hills, Grand Teton, and Dodge City. You know what I just realized? Where uh, First of all, where's Oakwood Hills? Do you, Do mm-hmm. we know?
1: It's no, they just posted screenshots today, gradually throughout the week here. They've been posting screenshots from Golden Tee on Facebook and Twitter, but to answer your question, no, I don't. But in looking at the screenshots, to me, it looks like a slight cross between Celtic Shores, with its bunkers, kind of deeper bunkers, yeah. but the wide openness of Mayfield. Not a lot of hills, not a lot of mountains, and those are just the four initial ones.
0: was well, like no, there's no courses that are like overseas, like Ooh. Jamaica is, you know, in the Caribbean or, or Gulf of Mexico, but Caribbean, but. Uh, Lake Powell, Oakwood Hills sounds like an American course. Grand Teton, Grand Teton. Dodge Ooh. City. I mean, it seems like every year there's at least one that's Scotland or Germany or China or or Australia. It sounds yeah. to me like Teal all Gardens, of these China, yeah. are are domestic. Yeah, or, you know, ba- or barely not domestic. Jamaica Bay, uh, but then also at the same <coughs> time they revealed they eventually revealed the the uh, throwback courses, or the remastered courses I should say, and one of those is overseas, so that is, and when we broke down the remastered course rankings, the Tony rankings, mm-hmm. uh, one of the courses I mentioned as one of the top options was Castleshire, and that is one of the courses, so I'm happy about that. Yes. Uh, what I did not review in my in my research was anything before Golden T4. Yeah, you know, that, curveball,
1: that, yeah that caught me back for sure.
0: They threw out, they, and they, they talked about, Jim, Jim Z did a really cool interview with uh, Adam Kramer and Kevin Lindsay, and uh, I, I assume that's on a stream somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would encourage people to go listen to it. Uh, really, s- some cool information. Uh, I know I've given Jim Z a lot of shit over the years, but uh, you know, I really enjoyed that interview, and I, I told him that afterwards. Um, but, uh, all, but throwing it back, they, in the interview, he said, we weren't even sure we could take the hmm. data from the pre-Golden T 4 courses and import it in in any sort of meaningful manner and, and make, a, uh, make a course out of it. But it turns out they put it in, and then they they, edit, they used to do it in feet, and now they do it in inches, so they just had to scale it up oh, or, no, or scale sure. it down <laughs> by a 12-factor. 12, 12 <laughs> so uh, Coral Ridge, which is a Golden T 3D course from uh, I think the 98 courses, uh, is, will be a released course in the Golden T Remastered next year as well. Yes. Yeah, and so like I said, if, if uh you know they released some information this week about each of the courses, screenshots, stuff like that. Uh and like I said the beta was in the lobby uh of the uh at the Orleans. Uh and Skipper got a stream, so I would encourage people to watch Skipper's stream of of his at least 5 rounds cuz he played at least uh 5. But the the the, the hard part is going to be uh their extreme beta versions uh one of the courses according to Aljaz, didn't have a single tree on it didn't seem intentional it's just like they hadn't gotten De- to deforestation that. yeah it's yeah it's global warming <laughs> uh and and also it was it was casual mode so it was all casual boxes casual equipment and so you know it was a, it was a very early beta look but it was still fun it was great to have it there mm-hmm. uh but just a little uh, uh caveat to uh watching skipper stream is you know it's not going to be obviously the the finished versions
1: yeah, so last year the beta versions I think uh started getting sent out first and second weekend of September. We were fortunate enough. Uh shout out to IT, Don, Adam, Kevin, uh hint hint. Uh we'd love to have a beta unit here in Minnesota again so we can do kind of a pre release breakdown. I think we did that last year as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was really cool. But in essence, we're we're about three months away from beta and then just a little over. Oh no th- well. Two two months away. July, August, oh my gosh. Yeah. So
0: September. You you said before it's September twelfth was when we first played the beta at McHugh's, uh, which happens to be very close to Will's house.
1: lucky yeah, Will. I, I've even got it notated. Two months. two months. So we're about two months away from beta units. You, do being you have uh, altitude sickness from these no. uh, blue mountains? Or? No, no. This is a uh, this is my first beer, so maybe it's maybe it's hitting me hard. But yeah, so it looks like we're about two months away from beta units, and in theory. Less than three months, right around three months away from full release. Yes. So, uh, usually, Tony, you you want to talk about the full release. Uh,
0: I will talk about the full release. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, last year. It was two weeks after. <coughs> so, uh, the beta ship was Monday the eleventh, I think, and then they uh, vendors got them on the twelfth. Um, I think actually maybe it's a day off from that because I think maybe uh, AAA didn't get them uh, overnight shipped. Which was uh, S-
1: something goofy. Yeah. yeah,
0: I feel like there was a day there where we were like,
1: "Where are the betas?" Yeah. Well, the the machine ID was off by yeah. digit. Oh, they, trans- they, they transposed a digit. And anyway, so anyway, it was. But it was two weeks after that was the actual
0: ship date. And so if we go to this year, it looks like if I'm if I'm guessing, just pure speculation, it looks like the ship date for the 2020 courses. Will be September twenty third, which is a Monday. They always ship on a Monday. I'll
1: take the week after the thirtieth. Oh, you,
0: oh uh, so we got the over under on the twenty sixth. Yeah, so
1: we're, we're, we got our wagers from Vegas here. Uh, no reason, to,
0: no reason <laughs> to bring those up. I don't think
1: those went that well for us.
0: Uh, Chris Longino did far better than uh, the usual Podmore get better hosts. Yes. In, the, in our in our bets, but uh, but I'm, so I think it's going to be ship data on the twenty third. They they already had a beta at. The Orleans, like mm-hmm. three months before. Obviously, they were extreme beta. Like I said, no trees on one of the courses.
1: Well, but no trees means no invisible leaves in theory.
0: Oh, and also to anyone in IT that's listening <laughs> to this,
1: <laughs> Cypress Cove
0: this week. Holy cow, invisible leaves on this Ooh. course, just the worst. That par, the par four hole five. I I I spent fifty cents on a <clears throat> on a YouTube today. It was just atrocious. This leave it was. 15 feet from any leaf or any tree, and I got an Invisi-leaf. So I'll be sending that to the quality assurance team, the quality assurance uh, page on Facebook, uh, and I expect that to be fixed immediately.
1: (laughs) I was I was out smoking with Don at one point, uh, which was really cool. Outside the lobby, where we could smoke on the casino floor, they actually had you know like a just like a little 40 42 inch TV out there, but they had. Uh, Oh, I bet it was a 55. No, it it was it was, it was not a 55. I'm surprised Don didn't make mention of did that. Did they run the did they run the city out of 55? No. So so they actually uh kudos to them on this, you know, cuz I'd go out there and smoke in between yeah. qualifying matches or whatever, but they would have the stream up there so yeah. you could actually see what was going on with the stream. Yeah, that was cool. And if I remember correctly, uh unless the blue mountains confused me, it sounded like Don was pretty adamant that they weren't really going to go back and ...do any major tweaks to, you know, whether it's classic courses or whatever. I think they they want to put their resources into the, you know, the future of the game and front-loading the machine. And at that time, I said, if you're not going to do that, you need to give Skipper some access to your code... ...where Skipper can hit that Billy White Shoes Johnson, and for four <laughs> or five hours... Just start diving into Invisileaves, little rock bounces, polygons, whatever the hell it is. Uh, I'm on Team Skipper. Collision data? Ha- collision data. I'm on Team Skipper for having some slight access to uh, game coding and fixing just little things. Can we start a GoFundMe for that? <coughs> for
0: every Invisileaf that Skipper fixes, he gets a GoFundMe. $1. I, I think uh,
1: you should get half the YouTube. It's kind of like, so, hey, actually. Half the YouTube this is, this is not on our
0: This is not on our sheet, but I just had a brilliant idea here
1: courtesy of surly furious
0: yeah. thank you surly oh just about empty but so i've uh i listened to a twins podcast here in minnesota uh gleaming and the geek is the name of the podcast and they've been doing it for a long time and they do it once a week kind of like us mm. they're a little bit more consistent than we are yes uh but they started doing a more than once a week podcast they usually do like now two extra ones per week maybe maybe three and they're on something called patreon and for every episode, they charge a dollar. There's no ads. There's no advertisers. Um, the extras. The extra. So the extra ones are a $1 dollar per episode. And I thought, wow, maybe Will and I should do that. Well, you know, we don't need to make any money. But that, but paying dollar Skipper one dollar per Invisileaf fixed. It's kind of like, oh, it's like a GoFundMe. We're, we're, p-
1: we're, we're investing in our future. Yeah. Future classic course of the week. The agony of you know going from potentially fourth place down to eleventh now because of an Invisileaf. I just cost me three dollars. Yeah, that's I'm, three
0: Patreon dollars for Skipper.
1: Yeah, I, I would I would be on board with that. I'm definitely Team Skipper.
0: But I, I know they have talked about wanting to fix the invisibles. Mm-hmm. You know, he, literally on quality assurance, they've said send me your screen yeah. your screenshots or, or YouTube's of things that are, are invisibles that are particularly bad. So they will be getting my Cypress Cove YouTube hole five
1: shortly. <laughs> so. So, with Team Skipper and so forth, uh, we just wrapped up Worlds, kind of talked about the new courses. One of our podcast guests... Oh. We only, haven't wrapped it up. We haven't? No. What are we missing? So, the, uh, so like I said, go back,
0: find the stream of that Jim Z um, interview. It was good stuff. Talked about a lot of stuff. Talked about course design, that sort of stuff. Uh, but he talked about the clubs that are coming and the, and the balls that are coming. And, you know, every year we get new, new club sets. But We all
1: play... Uh, build the bag anyway,
0: so it doesn't Except matter. Except for
1: Mike Sarah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and but the 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 ball options are interesting, but there's no details on that yet. Just yeah. the names, really. And but what was interesting is he said so. It is now J- uh, July 10th. Recently, it was July 9th, which was on the roadmap of opening up all the T boxes. The last
1: of the roadmap, the final and destination, the final the fi- yes.
0: Uh, and so opening up. All the T boxes that we've had this whole year, and all the pin positions, and so that's very interesting. But but going forward, it sounds like they're of the mind that they want to have a lot of T box options all year, and so dynamic T boxes is what I keep calling it. But Mm -hmm. he basically said, I want I want you to be. Jim Z said, I want you to be able to play 20 or 30 straight times and not get the same box Cause, so because right now it's just kind of three T boxes and there's a little movement within within those yeah but he wants something a lot more dynamic
1: right? <coughs> so in theory that could be an assistance to some of our listeners for next year's design a hole submission uh, unfortunately this year's design a hole has closed it has no longer been extended but it has closed winner selected won a hole machine so for next year's design a hole uh, those dynamic T boxes sound really interesting and could potentially aid in your victory.
0: But all, for all of you trophy designers out there, good news, the design at Trophy has been extended again. The Sandmire. The Sandmire. Uh, we've extended it to next July 1st, or June 1st. You know, we want to have it available. So uh, I don't think we need to keep announcing the extension because now we've extended it a full 11 months. Uh,
1: get your designs in. I'm, I'm sure we'll make mention. Podmore, of it. Get We'll uh we'll, we'll make mention of it again. Um yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh refresh my oh, blue mountains here. Your mountains have uh you've peaked your mountains. All right. Well, I've got a
0: uh I've got a uh, space camper from Boulevard Kansas City beer. Uh but let's I think as we're cracking these beers, we go. We should take a moment to uh recognize our newest sponsor. Mm.
1: Yeah, let's go for it. Let's uh, take the... All right, I've got the sheet here. you got the email printed on here? Yeah, this is uh, the tax planners of Mark, Mark, and Stenmark. Ooh, this, thank you very much. This sounds interesting. Brand new sponsor. Yeah, it says, uh, we do 1099s, W2s, A1s, C3s. Uh, you know, are you a A1C3 nonprofit organization? So it looks like they're in the tax document preparation business, Tony. That's a big thing these days in the Golden Tea community. Um, I think... You know, as you know,
0: I, there's been a lot of tax discussion over the years amongst on the Golden T Fan webpage. What can I deduct? Can I deduct this? Do I 1099 this? Do I W two this? Mm-hmm. You know what? If you've got questions, just call the fine people of Mark, Mark, and Stenmark, and they'll get you every answer that you need. Yeah. Because taxes are complicated, and especially taxes for. Golden Tee players mm-hmm. can be even more complicated than you might think.
1: Yeah, it mentions uh, down here, it doesn't necessarily even have to be 1099s, W2s, A1s, and C3s. Uh, they also help you with your two-way chops, three-way chops. We do it all. That, that's what it says here. So this is exciting news. Brand new sponsor here. Uh, Mark Stenmark, uh, the tax planners of Mark Mark and Stenmark. So very cool. Thank um, you very much, Mark Mark and Stenmark. Yeah, un- un- uh, unfortunately, hearing, whether,
0: it's, whether it's tax season Or world championship season, PEGT tour season, season or chop season, please call the fine people at Mark, Mark, and Stenmark to get all of your tax documents prepared.
1: Oh, that's great! Great to have the tax planners of Mark, Mark, and Stenmark on board. Uh, But on a serious note, as we kind of wrap this up, uh, that kind of blew up a little bit at Worlds. well, Afterworlds, really? A- a- Afterworlds. Uh, there, there were some little internal grumblings uh, a- among a few folks or whatnot. Uh, I think we all take this game very seriously. And what we're referring to is the event from Friday evening for the qualified players where it was a winner-take-all event, 30-30-30. And not to bore everyone with too many details, there there was a potential chop worked out. because. So a chop, for those that don't know, would yeah. be like... Uh, you know, hey, if if you're down to two and you're guaranteed a three thousand
0: dollar payout. In this case, it was a winner take all three thousand dollars for first, plus some change. Zero for second. Zero for second. And so that's an opportunity to say, hey, you know, uh, let's say winner winner gets two thousand, loser gets a thousand, or mm-hmm. something like that. And that it was kind of what ha- ended up happening a little bit. Um, but but what ends up happening at an event like this, uh, unlike a PEGT event, which is, is paid in cash, which is paid in cash, is this is paid in check. And yeah. so. Uh, uh, there was a disagreement about the the, uh, the taxes involved mm-hmm. and how that would be taken care of, and that spilled over to Golden Tee Fan, uh, and uh, JoJo had a long time.
1: Tony, we just had our first caller that just interrupted the podcast, crashed our systems as they start coming in. Not one, not two, not three, but like LeBron James, they just kept coming over and over and over again. Uh, so, so Will, uh, we've got that technical problem
0: solved. And uh, we got interrupted mid-story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we, what we were saying was there was uh, a disagreement about the chop, and uh, JoJo had a long post.
1: Mark Stenmark had a long post. Uh, I haven't heard boo since, and so I assume yeah. it got resolved. Hopefully. They're, they're both good guys. Yeah. I, 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 there's not... I don't think there's anyone like I really despise in the Golden Tee community. I mean, I think we all kind of have our quirks and our different personalities and so forth, but... You know, it's frustrating to see two of the top guys, you know, when it comes down to it, arguing about a couple hundred bucks on taxes. But I I can totally appreciate, you know, I don't know Mark's financial situation. I don't know JoJo's. But if he's the one who that check for $3,030.30 is going to be in his name and he's going to be on the hook for taxes and they were doing some sort of equal-weight chop without thinking about the tax implications. Uh, Frustrating, for sure, because you're going to get a 1099 on that or whatnot. Uh, PEGT tour, Carolina Clash, whatever event you're at, uh, oftentimes, majority of the time, paid out in cash where you can separate that off to the side and, of course, report that to your uh, government on your taxes.
0: Uh, Well, I heard you just mentioned something just there. Uh, (coughs) Carolina Clash, what's that, Will?
1: Oh! Oh! Hopefully, if you listened to a previous podcast from Worlds that Saturday morning, our last one on June 22nd, uh, the Carolina Clash. Golden Tee player and uh, sponsor of the Carolina Clash, I believe uh, Chris Longino worked with PEGT Tour Events to help use the Rust Moving Company. But Chris Longino is going to have a tournament down in Carolina. And last we heard over at Worlds, it sounds like 115, 120 people. Yeah, he was over for, 100. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a $60 entry fee five course qualifier they're going to have a handicap event on friday night i think it's 15 bucks single elimination they're going to do a qualifier on saturday 21 one dollar hole in one side pot and then ultimately gold bracket main bracket purple bracket uh going to be played on sunday sounds uh sounds really cool it's coming up basically very soon yeah week and a half july 19th 20th and 21st uh I know a lot of times people say first inaugural, first annual, or however you want to say it. Uh, but Let's I think go this with is, the inaugural. Yeah, I, I think I think this, depending on how this goes and PEGT Tour supporting them in this, um, I don't want to say PEGT Tour is going to add a seventh spot. I know uh, all the members of PEGT Tour: Paige, Russ, and Steve all have regular jobs that they have going on, so I, I don't think they're going to crack into any more vacation time for a 7-stop, but I, I think this is going to definitely hit the map immediately as one of the tournaments of the year to go to.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that, um, you know, when you're holding a tournament with 100 people, 110 people, even 60 people, you need a lot of machines for that. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I didn't know what their solution was there, and we learned at Worlds that uh, they actually talked to PEGT and, and are essentially renting their machines. Uh, which I think is a really cool model you know you've mm-hmm. uh obviously those machines don't just sit dormant uh they're being used at at the powercade or, or at least some of them are being used at the powercade uh but I think it's an interesting model going forward for the PEGT for for uh you know a semi large regional event I'll call it yeah uh to to be able to to rent and and use the you know rustling, rustling moving company as we call it but uh, yeah, it's an interesting model. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens moving forward.
1: Yeah, I think typically at the Wisconsin tournament, I think there were twenty-one, twenty-two machines, and I think all but four were PEGT tour machines, which would put their ownership at roughly probably eighteen machines. Maybe let's just yeah, say it's, it's a ballpark. At, let's just say it's a ballpark of eighteen, and all of a sudden you're talking you know four to five thousand dollars sunken cost, plus a trailer, plus storage. They don't all fit in the Powercade, as far as I know. And then you're talking gas, mileage, you know, and then just the labor hours in terms of moving machines. I, I think well, this is uh, something financially viable for them going forward.
0: Well, and just thinking about it on the fly here, like, obviously, their machines get played a lot. Mm-hmm. At the Powercade, they get played a lot. There's a lot of good players there. Uh, they lost one recently. Rest in peace, Paul Luna.
1: Yeah, that that was a long drive. It was over 467 yards, but it sounds like Paul Luna <laughs> he made it home, made it there safe. Yeah. Maybe it,
0: it took him two shots to
1: get there. Uh, it was a lot of shots. It, it sounds oh, yeah. like they were right between, you know, 360 to 460 yards at a time, but he made it to Houston safe and sound.
0: But uh so uh so anyway, we've uh what I was going to say is those machines are getting filled with cash and credits all weekend, right? So there might be an actual rental charge but uh but also you've got machines that are getting a lot of play for an entire weekend mm-hmm. whereas if i'm if I'm guessing that the weekends at a pe- at uh, the power are a little bit slower than the weekdays so interesting it'll be interesting to see if they do well enough on that that they start doing it more
1: yeah so or if there's more interest so we got that Cal- Carolina clash week and a half July nineteenth through the twenty first followed up by p e g two P-E-G-T tour stop number four, Evansville, Indiana, Tony.
0: Yes. Uh, I was just, we were just looking at this. I know you and Aljazz are trying to find a way to get there. I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm i am on vacation literally right before that. Again. I do a lot of vacations. <laughs> it's the summer. you got to vacate. Short season. There. So, uh, so Evansville, Indiana, um, you know, n- n- not the biggest airport in the world. So, I know uh, we were just talking about some flight options. Flying into St. Louis, I know you guys talked about, and then, uh, whether it's renting a car or catching a ride from there. Uh, Louisville is probably the closest, quote-unquote, major airport. Uh, to get
1: direct to, flights yeah, into. Yeah, for,
0: for most direct flights. I mean, we could fly to Evansville. We've got a live studio audience member here. Mike, welcome. Hey.
1: Yeah, hey. yeah my, it was Mike's, so lonely here. Yeah, mike mics are wah. You'll uh, get the you'll get the sounds of the golden tea in the background finally. Yeah, starting up is agaves for the day. No, so agave for Mike. <laughs> no. Unbelievable. You're not playing crawdad against <laughs> Evan? Today. Man, oh. Uh he hasn't built that bag yet. No, still hasn't built the bag, unfortunately. Uh, IT, you're out you're out five dollars for Mikey for not building a bag.
0: But uh, oh, so uh, Louisville it looked like it was about a two hour drive to Evansville. Uh, Evansville you can fly to but it's it's more of a regional uh, we couldn't get any direct flights from Minneapolis. I'm sure there are places that have direct flights, Detroit and stuff like that. Atlanta. I know, um, but uh, but yeah, trying to find a way to get to the Evansville. I can't, but it sounds like you and Al are trying to get there. And then I know we've talked about the next PEGT stop. I made it to made it there last year with Aljazz, uh Richmond, which is you October know, 3rd and 6th. Always a fun and
1: th- and it sounds like it's pretty set in stone that this is going to be the last one. I don't know if the Baja Bean is going through a remodel. I think they've kind of wavered back and forth in past years, but it sounds like this this is on the teetering point, not in a bad way, not like, you know, FA doesn't want Golden Tee players there, but I, I, I think that this has a potential to be the last one, and I've never done it, and it's really pulling at me.
0: Yeah, and Al uh, Aljaz and I were able to, to make it there last year. It was a lot of fun. I, I, I was. It had been about 15 years since I had made it to my previous Richmond tournament, so I was happy to be able to get back. Uh, again, not not the biggest airport in the world, but but you got flights into Washington, D.C. I, got a, I hitched a ride with Kevin Lindsay,
1: or uh, no, Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor, geez. this, this space, camper's the space camper is getting to you. The space camper. Woo! Uh, Kevin O'Connor.
0: Sorry, catfish. Uh, hitched a ride with Kevin O'Connor uh, from D.C. last year, and it was about an hour and a half drive or so. So uh, there's options, uh, but I'd encourage people to get there. Uh, I know they've said it's the last one previously. Uh, but, you know, who knows? This might actually be the last one, and you'd hate to miss out on your only opportunity left to go to Richmond. And it's always a fun tournament because it's right after the new courses come out. This
1: yeah, is always fun. I, I, I watched the it's stream. great equalizer. Yeah, I watched the stream, and it looks like and it's in his bar and restaurant. They got kind of like, you know, bricks and these archways and everything, kind of a musty cavern or whatnot, but the smell of burritos going through there and everything. Like just, the old castle. Oh, it just seems... Delicious, yeah. It, it, he does a pig roast, a free poker roll, the whole deal. Uh, yeah, one, you start smelling that pig about 36 hours before you actually get to eat <laughs> it. <laughs> it'll, it'll whet the appetite. Uh, the next one I am 100% for sure going to is PEGT Tour Stop Number 6 and Top Gun Little Gun slash quote-unquote Player of the Year Tournament. Uh, first weekend in December, PEGT Tour Stop Number 6, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Move from Houston. Uh yeah, I mean
0: we've already booked our place. Uh we're going. I'm going, you're going I'll, I mean it's 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 the if not the most attended event of the year uh from a PEGT's per- perspective, then uh then it's the second most. Uh it's always a big event. Tons of great players, uh always a good time. Always interesting to uh, test out a new venue. Heck yeah. It uh, seems like about half the new venues work out and about half the new venues uh, don't. And this
1: place looks massive. Yeah, this, it looks this, massive. And that's, that always helps. And the bar manager, I believe, is a Golden Tee player. Yeah. Forgive me, I can't recall his name off the head. I've only had one and a half Blue Mountain Coors Lights. But uh, yeah, he, he was on the Facebook page and he said... PEGT Tour commit to shifting from Houston to Austin, getting a larger venue. He posted a video and my, my jaw hit the floor. I mean, it, it damn near looks like Sussex, Wisconsin in terms of the size. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Uh, I believe he said it's a no-smoking venue. Uh, I think there's a... Good. Yeah, I, I think there's I, Yeah, I think there's vaping allowed. In the video, I think there was someone vaping. I don't know if they were supposed to be or not, but it sounds like a no-smoking venue. I'm really looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, no, uh, obviously it's a long ways out and there'll be new courses by then, but uh, it's always fun to look forward to your next event. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, what, what, what else do we have to talk about? We've got uh, events mode. We haven't yeah, talked about it. It's back. It's back. It's uh, back. We're still on that every other week cycle. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they stay with that. Or I mean, we've been saying that for it seems like a couple months now. It yeah. seems like they are staying on that. Every other week cycle, analyzing,
1: uh, the, data. analyzing the, the data in the in the in the down week, yes.
0: Yeah. So uh, this week is is one that uh, is a fun one. It's a it's a mix up of a bunch of different courses. And Pretty scoreable, and it's big, gusty winds, and uh, they're all 14 miles an hour. Yes. So every hole 14 miles an hour. Uh, it seems like that was intentional. It seems like you'd have to do that on purpose. You couldn't accidentally do that. Um, but. Uh, but it's fun. It's the par is 34. I think if you shoot a perfect round, it's uh, 34. Uh, and it's 100 uh, person tournaments. It's like a 50 person prize play, but it's 100. And the prize, basically, the prizes get doubled. The top 20, essence, yeah. the top 20 get paid, and essentially they're doubled. It's not quite exactly that, but it's it's pretty mm-hmm. darn close to that. Um, and I've had a lot of fun doing it. I I, I uh, had had a good time the first day, uh, financially. Not as good of a time yesterday, <laughs> financially. And today, uh, probably about in the middle.
1: Yeah, it it, it can be a doozy. I I think this is really cool. They've thrown in some good holes, and as opposed to tweaking certain things, now they're tweaking the wind. So it's good to see them tweaking the wind. And I also saw on the screen, it doesn't say easy greens. The greens look like they've reverted back to the original intent with down 10 slopes instead of shifting to a down 6. They
0: must have gotten Skipper involved. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so... It also closes out with the uh, drivable par five from Rhineland, which uh, with a 14 wind can be a doozy. Which seems like for the last two days has been always right to left, mm-hmm.
0: which is not my favorite version of that 14 mile per hour wind on that one. But uh, but yeah, so it's been fun. I've been playing, and oh, limit of five also mm-hmm. worth noting, um, which <clears throat> I think is great. I think uh, I've I've advocated for even lower than that, like because mm-hmm. because what they're trying to get your average player good player but not great player to play more mm-hmm. that makes sense um, and it seems like those type of players don't play 10 rounds a day they mm-hmm. don't play probably five rounds a day they play at their at the bar with their buddies and they play two or three or four mm-hmm. and so th- the fewer bangers you can have in a contest I think the better right I agree I, I'm happy to have a, mo- a limit of three. Um, And I think it would overall help people Because you'd get contests that are Potentially very loose in terms of Not having very many bangers in them So uh, I I, I think it's great that they're playing around with a lower Daily limit I know they've done 5 before I think they did 5 for like the handicap But like who's playing 5 anyway on those handicap weeks
1: Yeah I I, I agree with you 100% I I think 5 is a good number in terms of Having 100 entrants in the field Which gives you basically a double Prize payout for this Because if you know well, you, you work kind of part-time, I kind of work part-time, but someone who works a nine-to-five job and has kids, if they have, you know, their son or daughter's softball, soccer, baseball, whatever, after work, they could go out during their lunch break, order their... Play a couple? Yeah, or, order their club sandwich, play, you know, three, four of them or whatever, and all of a sudden, boom, I got my events modes in I for the know, I'd, day. I'd get a BLT. BLT? Man, I,
0: I love BLTs. yeah. Not, I mean, I like club sandwiches, but let's be honest, a BLT, a good BLT. Uh, M- Mitch just,
1: Hedberg would have your ass right now. <laughs> uh, Mitch Hedberg's wrong. He's yeah, not wrong
0: about much, but he's wrong about that. Yeah, let's form a club. But anyway, so uh, events. I assume next week will be an off week, uh, based on the based on the history. But but do we noting, need to pull
1: out our prop bets again and yeah, lay a prop I'll bet on it. I don't want
0: to do any more prop bets. <laughs> Those were terrible. Um, but worth noting. So I we're there was. Uh, People were throwing out ideas for events mode mm-hmm. and I threw out the idea of uh what about the uh the uh old school the niblick and the uh and the gleek and uh using that during <laughs> british open week on events mode that is so huge. forcing the club usage of uh whatever those are called um and uh and the, the hickories the hickories and uh don pescioni mm-hmm. liked my post oh he
1: lit up yeah yeah
0: he said Ooh, i like that idea so yeah. I would, I would call next week British Open week, but maybe it'll be, if, we're, if we truly are skipping week, maybe it'll be the week after, yeah. that we all have to play each other with the Hickories, which would be tremendous.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, that would be, uh, <laughs> I think that would be really cool. I, I, I know they're tweaking this, and to see that we're similar to the event in Vegas for the qualified folks, where they're dictating what clubs you play with. If they're going to dictate, everyone gets the hickories. And, hell, maybe they give everyone the hickories. If they play during that week, hell, here, have the hickory set. I sure as hell am not going to use them unless I'm mandated to. Yeah. So, why not? You, you swipe in for that first, second game. Hey, free, free bag. You just saved yourself two bucks. Uh, Mikey, you can get a bag of hickories potentially that week. So, that's exciting. Otherwise, Tony, well, so uh, since our last podcast, we've been trying to do the classic course of the week. And we, last year, brought you Classic Course of the Week previews. So you can go back through the archive and go through some of those. They've actually been dropping in now a day early. So our former Sunday podcast uh, have kind of been made irrelevant with a release on Sunday midnight, now releasing at a Saturday yeah, midnight Yeah, and I was just frame.
0: trying to scroll through my phone really quick and see what course is next week. I was going to give the podcast listeners a heads up. I uh, couldn't find it. Will, do you know what it is?
1: Oh, goodness. It is right on the tip of my tongue. That's going to drive me crazy because... Should I keep looking?
0: Yeah, He's, go ahead. Uh, Kevin sent it to us on uh, on uh, Messenger, right? Oh, you just outed him.
1: Yes, that, that's oh, correct.
0: Uh, our contact at IT. <laughs> oh.
1: Yes, uh, I think it was Duffer Dan. Duffer Dan. That, that's who sent oh, it to guy. us, Tony. Uh, so, yeah, last couple weeks have been Heather Point, Monument, Valley, Eagles Crest, and Cypress. We talked about it, and I think they're doing a great job of picking courses that are going to get volume play. Where they're exciting courses, par can change a little bit, especially with the tees, and having you know different pins, different pin locations, and different club sets. But I think they've done a really good job in terms of what they're going to do, and looking at the sheet um, of what they have planned for it this year, I think I think they've hit the nail on the head a little bit. They've swapped out some of last year's classic courses of the week, added some in, taken some out. So I, I think we're on the uh, the right timeline here.
0: Yeah, and I uh... And I was, I talked about, I was out of town for a while, and unfortunately I missed uh, two courses that I really enjoy, which are uh, Monument and Eagles. Uh, I've been playing a decent amount of uh, Cypress this week. It's a fun course. Uh, but uh, I don't, I'm trying to think, I feel like maybe Monument was a new course. Like we didn't do a breakdown of Monument last year, but I feel like uh, the others we probably broke down last year. I'm not finding it in yeah, my. The- uh,
1: The the year prior, I know Eagles was played over the week of 4th of July, which rang true again this year, so prop bet for next year, Classic Course of the Week during the week of July 4th next year, negative 400 on Eagles Crest (laughs) um, as the Eagles Crest, July 4th, Classic Course of the Week, but then also, I know you kind of talked about it, I just want to revise this because we're talking about Classic Course of the Week with... Different balls, tees, and club sets—the whole deal. But yeah, we talked about the roadmap earlier. Uh, our final destination—I'm just really excited for this. I really haven't played that much this week, Tony. No, I haven't played any of the regular courses you, other than uh, the daily. Yeah, I've been going after—I've been going after events mode and Cypress Cove, and even that has been pretty limited. So, in theory, with yesterday's opening up or unlocking of all tees and pin placements, I may have to try to play some of these uh, current—you know, twenty. And I, I saw somebody ask the question yesterday on uh,
0: Golden Tea Fan on Facebook uh, if it if it had happened, and <laughs> and it seemed like there was enough confirmation from people, not anybody's name that I recognized, mm-hmm. um, so I wasn't one hundred percent confident. But it seemed like there was enough confirmation that yeah that that it was there. People had been getting some old tea boxes. Mike, are you getting some old tea boxes on agave? No, I haven't
1: seen any yet.
0: All, All right. right, never mind everything from the last five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's uh,
1: he, he, he's about two games in here I think so we'll uh, we'll try to keep it posted. But anyway, if it does
0: if it's not already happened, it'll happen soon. I know there's something they they're, that they're going to do for the last couple months of uh, the 2019 courses. Yep. So with that, I don't know.
1: I I don't have much else. We haven't uh, gotten any super secret emails from Don Adam Kevin. I mean, <coughs> duffer Dan, uh, but those are always welcome to the Podmore Get Better Studio inbox via text message or email.
0: Yeah, and we uh we we are now in uh, announcement season. It seems yes. like uh, every every week that we would do a, a podcast last year, we had something that they had released, whether it was the new clubs or the new mm-hmm. balls or or something. So uh, we are getting into that time of the year because we are really only about two months away from the new courses being released. So uh, with that, I think uh, definitely want to thank our brand new sponsor of uh, Tax Preparers of Mark Mark and Stenmark. Uh, Really appreciate the new uh, sponsorship there. Yeah, uh, Yeah, let's go play some events mode and some classic course of the week, Will. Yeah, enjoy it, Tony. I will. You too, Will.